WVYC's Perspectives is a weekly look at the people and programs that make up the York College community. This program looks at the issues that impact our college environment. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are joined by uh, Danny Green. Danny is the Vice President for Enrollment here at uh, York College, and I want to thank you for joining us and uh, coming on over. Delighted to be here, Jeff. All right, let's talk about what, first of all, what is a Vice President for Enrollment do? When we learn that, you'll let me know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, the areas that I'm most responsible for is to help get as many folks to come to campus as possible um, that are really well-matched um, and will want to participate in education at all levels um, to work with our faculty and in the programs that we have and then move all the way through successfully. And then we get to boot them out of here at the undergraduate level in four years, hopefully, if they're full time. Um, Whether they have a diploma is less important than the transcript. The Mm. diploma is a piece of paper that we can reproduce, but that transcript says a whole lot to those kids so they can be successful. But that's what enrollment does, basically. Let's talk about your how you got to become somebody that is in charge of enrollment. I know that your background is an unusual one. You're from the music world. That's right. Uh, and, and you were performing, and were you teaching? I, I was. I was, uh, had the great opportunity at the University of Miami, um, and then uh, further when I was in North Carolina, uh, to work on, with some music groups um, and was on 13 different concert tours in choral music. Okay. And I know this is hard to believe to some of the (laughs) listeners that are out there, but we were doing both classical and popular music and uh, doing concerts that sort of did both at the same time, uh, you know, one, one right after the other. And that was a new phenomenon back in those years when uh, those things weren't happening. Well, you know, and now there's, I guess now they're doing these pop concerts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, would you say that, w- w- is that kind of what that was? Well, I think there was sort of the precursor to jazz vocal okay. groups and oh, right. to show choirs sure. and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. And then your chamber chamber groups. Right. And and you're trained in that. I, I so assume. my doctorate's in choral music. Okay. Um, and I'm a composer. And so write choral music, uh, mostly a cappella works with uh, English or American, British or American uh, literature uh, texts. And uh, I still do some work, which is a lot of fun. But I think what's important, I think, if you were to sort of bring the two together is like, you know, when uh, the paths that come to you, the opportunities that come to you over time period um, are always very interesting. And I think the transferable skills that I learned as a musician helped me to be successful in organizing and thinking through big projects, like a, a composition. Um, uh, not all compositions have form in all the different things. You can talk about that with the, <laughs> Less with, with, with the, with the big composers, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, compositions have form. Um, they have beginnings and endings, and you want them to be memorable and things like that. So that's just like the work that we do in admissions and, and enrollment. We want to be sure that students come and they have the opportunity to have an extraordinary experience, a memorable experience. It has to have form. Um, um, there has to be data involved, just like notes on a piece of music. Uh, lots of different data points that we want to want to look at, and what would have good long list, long lasting effect. So um, those transferable skills, I think, are really important. And I think it's really important because I get asked this a lot when um, I have been asked this a lot over the years. Um, it's like, well. Why would you want to be in enrollment if you're a musician, right? <laughs> um, but the idea is to see, you know, where where those uh, opportunities then come and lead. Because I knew I wanted to be in higher ed. Okay. But I didn't know what flavor of higher ed. 
I always wanted to be a dean of music. That was my aspiration, sure. but then life brings you to curious things. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you still have time. I, I still have time, absolutely. So, absolutely. so that's the way to that. All right, so you, you, you've gone on that path, and, and where were you before you came to your college? So um, I was um, about 26 years in North Carolina. I had worked uh, with the University of North Carolina out of the office of the president, okay. helping campuses uh, with their enrollment issues. Um, and then I was recruited away to um, Meredith College. I was there for 12 years and uh, to head their enrollment programs. And we built a nice program. I did a short stint up at the Sage Colleges up in New York, uh, which is two colleges up there, women's college and a, a, a co-ed college. That must and have been a, you can, you, doing a women's co- all women's college in this day and age must have been a little bit unique. Terrific experience. Okay. Um, the successes that I've had at the women's colleges, the two of them, Meredith and uh, and uh, Russell Sage, is that you recruit students. Okay. And if you're only going after students who want to go to single gender institutions, it's a it's a lost you know it's a lost uh, opportunity. Went to, went to a single gender high school. So. Ah, interesting. So that was... and so after your single gender high school, did you say I want to go to a single gender well, college? Well, no. The interesting thing about for me, the interesting thing a part about it was we at, at about my tenth or eleventh grade, they started to do a process of uh, commingling with another private school that uh, was in that community. So. We had. Wait, wait, are you talking about dances? No, 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 no. Much more than dances. We actually did classes and uh, shared classes, shared campuses, and eventually, my senior year, we were fully integrated. So, my senior year, my my classmates, my high school classmates, were it was you know both sexes. It's an interesting, interesting transition. I mean, the truth is, my my life's work in education because that's really where I am. I'm, well, I, I'm certainly a musician, right. and there's sure. no doubt about it. But my my work is to try to provide as much access as possible to higher education. And as far as I'm concerned, um, if I had my druthers, as I say, and I never seem to get my druthers, <laughs> um, I like what it says in the North Carolina Constitution about higher education, in in that it should be as free as practicable, and that it be open to all citizens. Um, and I would say residents, people who live. I'm not going to go down the citizenship. Right, 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 right. I hear you. But the idea of everybody in your community sure. ought to have the opportunity. To go. And so um, I think that that's really quite important uh, to be able to open up access. And that's that's really the life life's work that that is important. Um, and so uh, at a women's college, going back to that, and some of the work that I've done with the historically black colleges and universities, I see that there's a segment of population that I'd love to think has changed dramatically over the time since, you know... <laughs> Underscore, love, love uh, yeah, to have right. changed. Since, since the beginning of the civil rights era. But we still have lots of work to do to make sure um, that women and minorities and others have the same kind of access, less affluent have the same kind of accents. First generation students we talk a lot about now. Uh, but those, I, I don't want to say underrepresented uh, groups, but I would say under-resourced groups. Um, because not all it's not only about money, but it's all about um, those that don't have the opportunity. And can we, can we help them to get an education that's great, like here at York, and as they go through our programs, because these are bright young people, and then they make an absolute di- difference to be a fully functional citizen. And wouldn't, we be, wouldn't it be great if all of our graduates, because the job market is so robust in our region, right. that they would be coming back here and working internationally and, and, and nationally and globally, all that, changing the world, but doing it from a home base of central, uh, South Central Pennsylvania. We are talking with uh, your college vice president of enrollment, Danny Green. Danny, um, there, 
there there are some challenges in the enrollment area, and and especially to get people to come to your college. We saw, you know, at here at the college, we have to be frank, we saw a big dip, uh, pretty significant. I know that certain other colleges just in this regional area, especially the state universities, have been seeing some some real significant dips. What do you account for that? Or is it just that it happens? (laughs) Well, I think there's much more choice than there used to be uh, for colleges. And the demographics are changing fairly dramatically. Between now and um, twenty. 25, we're going to see about a flat, um, no increase or decrease, but a sort of just flat of the percentage of students that are going to be graduating from high school in our area specifically. If you look in the Northeast as a total, it's going to go down several percentage points. But the key about this, um, it's not growing, number one. Um, Economic development will help it grow, but right now it's not growing. Uh, But the also key component is that the composition of who is graduating from high school has really changed. We're expecting in Pennsylvania, according to the data from the Wichi folks, the Western Interstate Council on Higher Education. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was good. I remembered that. (laughs) Um, But there's some national data about this shows that there'll be a 9% decrease in white population. And there'll be a a a wonderful, a terrific increase of Hispanics, uh, uh, Asian Americans, and black population. And so um, a place like York is really well positioned to help make sure, ensure that we continue to be as welcoming as possible and that we take a look at, you know, not only uh, the the services we provide, but the curriculum we provide, the jobs uh, preparation that we provide um, to help um, our whole local economies grow. I mean, I think the success that we've had this last year with our current group coming in, it's nearly 100 more freshmen. Um, It's about uh, more than a 10.5% gain in one year. Um, So two-digit gains in any one year is dramatic. Traumatic, so that yes. had, it really is. It, well, maybe traumatic. Is that what you said? Uh, it's dramatic. It can be dramatic, dramatic too. <laughs> yes. No, it's a, wonder, it's a it wonderful is. opportunity for us. But many colleges are not feeling that. As a matter of fact, they're going in the opposite direction. When, when, we, when we talk about that, do you, when you and I went to college, we just looked at a college and we said, that's a fit for me. But now a lot of Incoming, and I, we hear it, you probably hear it too, we hear it on the academic side, and you, they all want to know what, what's happening after four yards. What, what job am I going to go to? I didn't, I didn't necessarily think about that, and I don't know about you, because maybe you were more focused, but I didn't necessarily think when I was a freshman what I was going to be doing after I graduated my senior year. Is that been, is that changed a I think, lot? I think times have changed. I mean, the, the, I generation now, that sure. generation Z that's coming up now, you know, where um, cell phones have been a part of their life ever since pre-birth, right? Digital, uh, digital natives. Right, digital natives. It's a great way of saying that. Um, I, the opportunity and the um, access to information about colleges is totally different. And the notion of choice and, of course, finances, it's a whole lot more expensive. Not that it wasn't expensive before relatively, but it's a whole lot more expensive now than it was before. So um, people are much more discriminating about where they want to go. It's not it, it is about finances, okay? Finances aside, now what differentiates you as a college? And the access to that information to figure out what's different is is out there. It's very available, whether it's through websites, whether it's through eye visits and virtual visits, whether it's real visits. Um, you know, uh, I think... I think what students really need to do, prospective students and families need to do, is take the time to see where the best fits might be. And where is it that that student wants to learn really well? And I think the 
I think some students are have misperceptions that they can just go to a, a Penn or a Penn State just because, just because. But really, those are highly competitive places um, that to go to the main campuses and things like that. Those are really tough to get in. And frankly, if they get in, I think our programs here at York will compete with them. But that's a choice that they have to make at, at an appropriate time. But students need to figure out, how do I learn best? Do I like big classes? Do I like small classes? Do I want to be in a place with lots of majors and opportunities? Or do I want to be a place that's very focused on just a few majors? Do I want to be in a, in a city? Do I want to be in a rural setting? Do, am I going to be involved on a campus? Am I going to be working full time? I mean, all the different kinds of pieces. You know, we used to put those pros and cons lists together, but, <laughs> yeah. but they still work. Sure. You know, we can, we can do them on our cell phones or our iPads, but it's, it's worth a whiteboard or a blackboard <laughs> or a piece of paper and a pencil. I'll tell you one other thing that I think we're doing differently. And so whoever's listening to this, this is the secret. <laughs> okay. So don't tell anybody, um, including our competition. But we're paying attention to the students. And I, I know that sounds so simple. But it's not simple. It's actually taking the time to handwrite notes, to speak with a family, look them in the eye, talk with a student, find out it really what, not just that they need to be coming to our college. My goal is that they go to college if college is right for them. And I think for most students, it would be right for them. But let them convince me otherwise. And I've been convinced before. But the idea is to really know who that student, who she or he might be, and find out what they're really looking to do. And of course, you know, working at York um, and knowing this great campus, I think we could try to find a good fit match for them. But if we don't, then I want to help get them to go to college and get somewhere else that's a good fit for them. That work in collaboration with other colleges, with others outside, with businesses, partnerships with the public schools and others, all of that will bode well for, uh, for us in the long run. Um, that York is known for this kind of interaction with families and with students. And, um, and I say begin it in the seventh and eighth grade, you know, and move it all the way through post-graduation from college and into graduate school and, um, and post-career and, you know, work with our alums. I mean, there's so much good work to be done. Um, I think one of the things that attracted me to a place like York is that this, this college has those components that are just so ripe to be just even more successful than we are. Um, I just don't think enough people know about what we're doing here. And so a, a goal that we have for sure is to get that word out in a smart, in as smart way as we can think possible so that people know that, um, that York is a place to be reckoned with, but in a really positive way that it becomes a first choice college, a destination college for its students. Danny Green, Vice President of Enrollment here at your college. Thank you very much. Really appreciate this. Sure. It's a delight to talk with you. WVYC Perspectives is a production of the staff of WVYC. Your College of Pennsylvania owns and operates WVYC, and any and all content is solely the property of your college. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the executive producer of WVYC Perspectives. WVYC Perspectives can be heard Monday and Friday morning at 10 a.m. on 88.1 FM. Downloads of the WVYC Perspectives podcast are available at the WVYC Podbean site, wvyc.podbean.com. Join us next week for another edition of WVYC Perspectives.